What's up, guys? So we're here to go over UFC Vegas 75, Vittori versus Cannoneer. Um, but uh, real first, we're going to go over the uh, results for um, UFC Vegas 74. Uh, what should have been a uh, not not profitable night ended up being profitable. I'm sorry for um, all you guys who had money on Kai Kara France. He should have won that fight. He should have won the decision. Um I had a couple plays on Albazi, and because the judges screwed Kai Kara France, I came out okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a uh, horrible decision, in my opinion. Um, and I had money on Albazi, so normally I would back my picks, but, you know, I, I, I legit, you know, thought Albazi lost that fight. So as you see here, you know, I had two small underdog plays one on Altamirano, one on Nurmagomedov. Um, I picked a lot of dogs on this card. I think all of them won, except for the two I put money on, so, unfortunately, but. These were two small bets. Um, I had probably about 200 bucks on each one. That was $400. Um, I had a bunch of money invested in Kudalice. He didn't, he didn't fight. I had probably like 2,500 bucks wrapped up in Kudalice and, and Albazi and Kudalice parlay. Um, and then I had this, uh, the, the two man parlay Kudalice and Albazi ended up being just a play on Albazi because Kudalice didn't fight. So that covered my losses for the, uh, for the two underdog plays that didn't hit. And then um, the only reason I made any money was because of this uh, two-man parlay here that I had made. I didn't post this one. That's why I screenshotted the uh, the ticket on my phone so I could show you guys that you know I'm not lying to you or whatever. Um, you know, if I if I if I hit on anything, I put the tickets out so you can see them or whatever. I screenshot them. But um, so this is a Kareem Silva and uh, Amir Albazi. I don't know why it says Kleber Silva on Bovada, but whatever. It was a two-team parlay, and I, I got uh, $918 off of it. Um, so I ended up ended up coming out with, you know, like 300 or 400 bucks profit on the event. Um, not as good as it has been the past, you know, weeks before this. I've been doing pretty damn good. So, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, and if you look at here, which I've already posted all this stuff on you know, my Instagram and stuff. But if you look at my, this is my Tapology print off, which, uh, so the first three fights of the card were all underdogs that I picked and all of them, all of them won. And then the Malarkey fight, you know, this, this is one I didn't get right, but it was supposed to be Kudalice versus Malarkey and Kudalice would have won and I would have had that one right. Um, Arlovsky, man, I, I really was beating myself up because, uh, you know, whenever I, whenever I, you know, give y'all parlays or I post my parlays for y'all to see, I put a lot of thought into them and stuff and, and, uh, you know, cause y'all are going to be seeing them or whatever. And, you know, I'm pretty careful with who I put on there or whatever, but the ones that I don't post, like my big parlays and stuff, uh, sometimes I'll just go through real quick and, you know, barely even look at it and just pick who I think. And there's no way I should have put Arlosky on, on one of mine, you know? Um, but I did because I just wasn't paying attention, just picking whoever, you know, it was like a 10 fight parlay and, uh, he ruined it for me. It would have, it would have, uh, it would have hit, I think, if if he had, uh, if he. No, I think Nurmagomedov was on that one too, so maybe it wouldn't have hit. But I was kicking myself for that. I was like, why would I put Arlovsky on a on a parlay, you know? And you know, he was doing all right until he got caught. You know, he's an old guy now. Who cares? He's a legend. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, Altamirano and Nurmagomedov were two 
uh, underdog plays in hit. I picked Jim Miller to win. Uh, I picked him to win, to win in, originally against Jerry Gordon, and then I still went with him here against his new opponent and uh, picked Caceres, and I picked Albazi. I didn't think he won, man. But, uh, yeah, you know, whatever, man. It's uh sucks, really, but I'm, I'm glad that the, that the judges screwed him on that because I wouldn't have made any money at all. I would have lost quite a bit of money if, if he hadn't won, but sorry for all you guys. Man, I know a lot of you guys had Kaikara France, and you were right, so. But yeah, man, this is, um, first off, please like and subscribe for me. It would help me out a lot. Um, what If you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give all my picks for, for the card, and then at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card. And uh, if you if you don't want to watch the video and just want to see my picks and bets, you can go over to my Instagram, highkick underscore fight picks, and you can see it all on there. I also post them in the uh, community tab uh, for my channel. So if you're subscribed to my channel, that stuff will pop up on your feed and you'll see them. Um, and I'm available on Pandora, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, um, iTunes, all that stuff. And uh, what else? Um, yeah, this, this is a card, man, that, that, um, you know, to people who aren't like most of us that, I mean, if you're watching my channel, you're a big MMA fan, uh, you know, and if people aren't like us and they don't watch every fight and know all these guys, you know, they'll look at this card and say, so what, you know, but this card has the potential to be one of the best fight cards of the year. As far as excitement and as far as finishes, there's a lot of good fights on this card. Um, a lot of heavy hitters on this card. So. Um, it's going to be a very, very good card. I'm very excited uh, for this one. It's going to be a good one. And uh, yeah, man. So let's see what fights we lost real quick. Because we, we lost jo uh, Josh Emmett, Ilya Tapori. I think that got rescheduled. Um, we lost Joshua Fremd versus Roman Kopilov. Eh, you know, whatever. I guess we haven't lost too many on this card yet. So I guess that's pretty cool. But who knows what will change between now and then. It seems to all these cards seem to fall apart, you know, before we get there. So, um, but yeah, let's get into the card. First up, we got Felipe Burns or, uh, sorry, Felipe Buena, Buenas, Buenas. I think that's how you say it, uh, versus Algas Zumagulov. I got his name down. Uh, and, uh, Felipe is 33 years old. He's five, seven with a 71 inch reach. He is 13 and six, and this is going to be his UFC debut. Uh, so yes, I'm not really sure why, you know, he's getting to skip the contender series and everything and, and jump right in. I mean, he is coming off a KO win in the LFA. Um, you know, striking looks pretty good. Fast hands, uh, hasn't fought anybody yet that I consider super high level. Um, he fights in kind of a Muay Thai type style. Um, he's got a lot of wins by submission on his record as well. Uh, he's four and three in his last seven fights. So uh, like I said, I'm not really sure what to thank really. And I guess until we see him take on some better competition, I'm just curious as to why you know, they were giving him the shot because most of the time when people skip the contender series and stuff, they're on like a, you know, a, a you know significant win streak or whatever, you know, um, you go back and look at his, his losses. He got submitted, uh, two fights, three fights ago. And, uh, I don't know, maybe he's a very exciting guy. Maybe I just don't know much about him. Um, you know, I was only able to find a few of his fights, uh, to watch the tape on. And uh, he's taking on Zalgas Magulov. He is 34 years old. He's 5'4 with a 66 and a half inch reach. Um, and that guy's going to have, Buenas is going to have like a, what, a four inch reach advantage? No, four and a half inch reach advantage. Um, but yeah, Zalgas is, um, where was I at? 14, 14 and 8 and 1 and 5 in the UFC. 
And you know, I'm a big fan of this guy, and my heart goes out to him because you know he's had nothing but tough fights, and he's been at the wrong end of a couple of decisions that should have gone his way. Um, you know, if we go back and just look at his recent, you know, record here, you know, his his debut was that his debut in Merrill Bozzi? It might have been. Um, and that's a tough fight to have. I mean, on your debut, Abazi's tough. Um, he ran through J- Jerome Rivera really quick. Um, he fought Manel Cop, who nobody wants to fight right now. Everybody's running from him. Uh, all of his opponents disappear before the fight starts. Um, Jeff Molina, that was a very close fight. And he, even Jeff Molina, before they read the decision off, thought he lost that fight. He put his hands down. He started walking away and they said his name. He turned around with surprise. So that was a very close fight. It could have gone either way. Um, and then the Charles Johnson fight, I thought he clearly won that fight. Um, you know, that was, a to me, that was even worse of a decision than, <laughs> than the Albazi fight you know, this weekend, because he clearly won the first two rounds. Charles Johnson came on in the third, landing some good shots, but I thought Zalgas clearly won that fight. And uh, that's unfortunate, you know. Um, he's very talented. He has great, great striking, good wrestling, very fast, puts out a lot of volume, um, you know, and he's fought the better competition by far out of these two. And I definitely think this is a winnable fight for him. Uh, I think he'll be able to use his wrestling if he needs to in this fight. Uh, you know, Zalgas has been fighting nothing but killers, man. And, and like I said, he should have won a few of those and, and I'm going to take him to get the win here. Hopefully he gets back on track. I'm, I'm hoping, praying for him. Um, and I'm going to take him to get the win here by decision. Next up, we got Kung Ho Kang taking on Christian Quinones, Quinones. And Kang is 35 years old, 5'9 with a 73 inch reach. He is 18 and nine and seven, three and one in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Kang's very well-rounded, kind of underrated. Um, you know, he really impressed me in his last fight beating uh, Bagdar- Bagdarel Dana. And, uh, you know, he was just a str- the uh, sharper striker there and he was using his jab very well and landing a lot of volume. Um, he also has a decent, uh, decent grappling. He has 11 wins by submission on his record. Uh, he's going to have a three inch reach advantage in this fight and throws a lot of low calf kicks and kicks up the middle. Um, he covers up really well when shots are coming at him. He has pretty good head movement and his cardio checks out as well, you know, and, and very good speed on his attacks. Um, he's very, he's actually really good. A lot of people, I don't think a lot of people understand how, how good he is. And this, this is a fight that worries me. That's why I, I kind of wanted to go with Kang. Um, but I did, I did decide to go the other way, but he's taking on Christian Quinones. He is 27 years old, five, eight with a 70 inch reach. He is 18 and three and one and zero in the UFC. Uh, so going into watching the tape on this guy, you know, I'm being really cautious because first thing that jumps out at me is the guy he knocked out in his last fight, you know, went one and four in the UFC. Uh, and then this guy's got 10 wins by knockout uh, on his record. That's very impressive. He fights well in the clinch. He has pretty good footwork as well. Um, he uses his range very well. And I actually consider the guy he beat on the contender series uh, to be a tougher guy than the guy he fought in his UFC debut. Um, uh, long, long Yao, that guy is actually pretty tough. And, um, you know, he uses a lot of movement on the feet. You know, he, he jumps in and out of the pocket a lot and moves, he constantly moves and he trains with Brandon Moreno. So he's at a good camp. Uh, he throws nice straight punches and, and so does Kang also though. Um, and, uh, you know, he cuts a lot of angles every time he throws a shot, he jumps back out of the pocket after he lands. So he's not there to be hit. Um, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to pick Kang, like I said, but I think Quinones, um, you know, wins in the striking and Kang would probably have to use his grappling to get the win here. Uh, and this will be a very tough test for Quinones. Um, but I'm going to take him to get the win by decision since Kang has never been finished recently. 
And uh should be an exciting fight, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than everybody's making it out to be because Kang's pretty tough and he's looked he's looked pretty good as of late. Aside from the the bad to, the bad loss to Ronnie Yaya, that was embarrassing, but Ronnie Yaya just pursued the takedowns constantly and not a lot really happened in that fight, but they still gave it to Ronnie Yaya, so but Kang is pretty tough, but I'm going to go with the younger guy here and, and say that he uh that he gets another win. Next up, we got Ronnie Lawrence taking on Daniel Argueta. And uh, Ronnie Lawrence is 31 years old, 5'8", with a 70-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 8-2 and two and 2-1 two and one in the UFC. And yeah, Ronnie's a very good wrestler. Um, he constantly goes for takedowns, and he has very good cardio. Um, he kind of had his own game used against him uh, by Kokromanov in his last fight. He got out-hustled out and out-wrestled. Uh, but Kokromanov is an amazing fighter, and I do not understand why the UFC let him go after one loss. Uh, I don't understand that at all. That guy is very talented, and he should be in the UFC. Um, but yeah, Ronnie Ronnie uses constant pressure. You know, it, it's his best weapon, his cardio and his pressure. I mean, he has very good ground and pound. He never stops moving. You know, he's hard to hit. And, you know, eventually he will get you down. You know, he has good submission defense. He's never been submitted. Very good leg kicks. Um, you know, he'll get guys so focused on stopping the takedowns and that's when his striking will come into play and he's able to catch guys with their hands down, you know, guys that aren't paying attention anymore because they're too worried about the takedown. And I expect him to come in looking better than ever after his last loss, you know, that was pretty tough for him. Uh, but he is a very talented guy, man, and, and, uh, very talented wrestler. And, uh, I'm curious. Hmm. So Argueta, I didn't realize this before, but Argueta's. Last fight was at 145. And uh, does, does Argueta usually fight at featherweight all the time? I guess so. So I guess this is going to be Argueta's bantamweight debut. So we're going to have to worry about what he's going to look like there. Um, but uh, Argueta is 29 years old, 5'7", with a 70-inch reach. So Ronnie Lawrence is only going to have a half-inch reach advantage here, so not much. Um, Argueta is 9-1 and 1-1 and one and one in the UFC. And uh, yeah, he's a pretty good prospect. I don't, I don't put a whole lot of stock in his last win. You know, that guy was debuting in the UFC, and uh, you know, Argueta may have better striking, but I'm not super confident in that. Uh, you know, he has good jujitsu, a lot of submission wins on his record, but I'm going with Lawrence. And the reason for that is if you go back and you look at the Damon Jackson fight Argueta had, um, he fights very similar to, to Ronnie Lawrence, and Jackson was able to get the win and control him and and get the takedown. So. I'm going to take uh, Lonnie, Ronnie Lawrence to get the win by decision using his wrestling. Next up, we got Carlos Hernandez versus Dennis Bondar. And uh, I'm very curious about this Bondar guy. Uh, Hernandez is 29 years old, 5'8", with a 67-inch reach. He's 8-2 and 1-1 and and one in the UFC. Uh, you know, he debuted against Victor Altamirano, and that was a very close fight. It could have gone either way. Um, he has good boxing. Uh, he's very fast, and just because he got out grappled by um, Nascimento doesn't mean that he can't grapple good. You know, Nascimento is a very talented grappler. Uh, you know, Carlos has a ton of air, amateur experience as well. So, I mean, his small record doesn't really indicate you know the full amount of experience that he has. Um, you know, one thing to take into account when when picking this fight is you know since Carlos has stepped up in competition, um, you know he's been in very close split decision fights. You know, um, if you go back and look at the Contender Series fight, very close split decision win. The Alta Moreno fight, very close split decision win. And then, you know, the Nascimento fight didn't go his way. Um, so that's something to think about. 
you know, he's never won by KO or TKO. Um, you know, he's got a few submission wins on his record, so, you know, his jiu-jitsu checks out. Um, he throws a ton of volume. He has good scrambles to get back up to the feet. Um, you know, decent takedowns. Uh, and it's just, uh, he's pretty good, man. But, I mean, it's just he, the close the close fights are what worries me, you know, how the judges are these days. Um, he's taken on Dennis Bondar. He is 30 years old, 5'6", with a 69-inch reach. He is 16-4 and and 0-1 in the UFC. He's going to have a, a two-inch reach advantage. And um, so we really haven't got to see what this guy can do yet. You know, in his debut, he uh, broke his arm or some or some type of injury. He couldn't continue against Malcolm Gordon. Um, he's got a ton of finishes on his record, 11 by sub, 5 by KO. I mean, you know, it all comes down to really is that, you know, if you look at this guy's record, he hasn't really fought any high-level competition. Uh, you know, there's a lot of unknowns because of that. You know, uh, he has good submissions, pretty good double leg takedowns. It's just, it's hard to say that he's really good on the feet based on the competition that he's been taking on. Um, in my opinion, this fight could possibly go either way because we don't know so much about Bondar, but I'm going to go with what I know. And, uh, I know that Carlos has fought the tougher competition and I'll take him to get the win by decision, uh, because he hasn't got any finishes yet in the UFC or any finishes, uh, by TKO or whatever. And I think Bondar's got good enough submission defense that, that, uh, Carlos won't be able to, uh, submit him, but I wouldn't put money on this fight though, man. I'd be pretty hesitant in including this and, and stuff <laughs> just cause we don't know Bondar enough. Next up, we got Rowney Barcelos taking on Miles Johns and, uh, it's Howney Barcelos. I don't know why I would call him Ronnie <laughs> Rowney. Um, Barcelos is 36 years old, five, seven with a 67 inch reach. He is 17 and four and six and three in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Ronnie's very good, very, very well-rounded. You know, um, this is a guy that, you know, had a really high ceiling back in the day and he couldn't get the, the good fights that he needed and he didn't fight as often as he should have, you know, and, and now he's later into his career and, uh, you know, he appears it, it, I don't know so much if it's that we've seen him slow down a bit, you know, or, you know, it could be the case to where it's just, you know, um, Umar Namagomedov is very good, you know, and it made Barcelos, you know, look bad. Barcelos has never been knocked out before, and, and Umar caught him. Um, you know, Barcelos has amazing Muay Thai, hard calf kicks. Um, he has a freestyle wrestling background. Uh, he competed in uh, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments and Judo tournaments. Uh, he had black belts in both uh, Judo and Jiu-Jitsu by the time he was 20 years old. Uh, he throws really good combinations, you know. I, I like how he'll throw, uh, he uh, he'll throw the straight right, and then he'll come over the top at the head kick right behind it. Um, he also does very well in the clinch up against the cage. Uh, he's going to have a one inch reach advantage, and uh, you know, Howney is the more skilled fighter here, you know, all the way around in my opinion. But coming off of his first KO loss, you know, how is he going to look this late in his career? You know, uh, and he's taking on Miles Johns. He is twenty nine years old. 5'7 with a 66 inch reach. He is 13 and 2 and 4 and 2 in the UFC. And uh, yeah, this guy's got a lot of potential. He has big power. Um, it's worrying. It's worrying to put money on him, you know, because he often doesn't throw a lot of volume. He tends to slow down a bit. And, uh, you know, but his power does carry over into the third round. You know, he had two third round finishes uh, recently. He's got a wrestling background. He just doesn't ever use it. And, um, you know, Probably because he would gas out, I'm guessing, is why he doesn't like to push the wrestling very much. Um, if he pushed, pushed a real tough wrestling pace, I'm sure he would probably be pretty gassed out. 
because uh, he's pretty big and muscular for you know for his size. And uh, you know his last fight against uh, uh, Vince Morales, you know I honestly thought he could have lost that. The judges gave it to him, but you know I, I had money on him and I was kind of disappointed in his performance. So you know I kind of I, I I guess I I'm pretty critical you know when I think about about that fight. So um, you know he's very explosive and powerful. You know kind of one dimensional though, man. You know he doesn't throw a lot of kicks. Um, he likes to counter and. It's just he lays back too much and kind of waits for the perfect opportunity, and sometimes he gets it. And but you know he hasn't been fighting you know very tough competition. You know if you look at it, Khalid Taha, uh, Timur Valiev, that was a tough fight, uh, and he actually went to decision with him. So that is kind of impressive. But you know Victor Henry, oh, I'm looking at the wrong person. Duh, <laughs> uh, you got knocked out by Mario Batista. We're talking about Miles Johns. I was over there on Ronnie Barcelos. Um, Batista knocked him out. Um, Kevin Natividad and you know Anderson Dos Santos. I don't know that those guys are even with the promotion anymore. Um, he lost to John Castaneda and uh, Vince Morales his last time out. You know, um, went to a decision with him. I don't think Morales is with the promotion anymore either. And uh, you know, so Howney should win this fight. You know, he's better everywhere. But you know, it's just a, a worrying thing. And you know, are we holding on to what used to be with him? You know, um. You know, I guess we're going to see, you know, I think Ronnie is better everywhere the fight goes and I think he should win, but you know, it's kind of like just risky, man. I know Ronnie's over, you know, minus 200 favorite and that's kind of risky with a guy coming off his first knockout loss, you know, uh, that hasn't actually been on a very good run lately, unfortunately. Um, but uh, I'm taking Ronnie, you know, to get the win. Uh, I'm probably going to stay away from this fight money wise, unless like, just like the Hail Mary parlay, I might put him on there. Um, I think if he wins, I think he could uh I think he could uh win by third round knockout. Um, you know, Miles in the past has been hurt to the body quite a few times. Uh, I believe John Castaneda did that to him. And uh, as hard as Ronnie kicks and punches, uh, I could see him getting John's, you know, in the third round when he's tired and hurting him. So uh, I'll take him to win by third round TKO. Next up we got Modestus Bukakis. Taking on Zach Quaga. <clears throat> Grab some water. Excuse me. And uh, Modestus is 29 years old. 6'3 with a 78-inch reach. He is 14-5 and 2-3 and three in the UFC. And uh, what the hell happened there? Oh, I see what I did. Uh, two and three in the UFC. Um, yeah, so this is his second run in the UFC. You know, he looked good, you know, in a, in his first fight back against Tyson Pedro. He was a big underdog in that fight. Um, you know, the, 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 um, sorry. Um, before, before he was, um, you know, uh, cut from the UFC, um, you know, he, Oh, while while he was cut, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, if I could talk right, I'll get on with it. Um, so while he was cut from the UFC, he went and won the uh, Cage Warriors light heavyweight title, and uh, so I guess that's impressive, you know. And he looked he looked like he'd made a lot of improvements in those fights. Um, you know, he stands real heavy on his lead leg, which can make him available for leg kicks. And he's we've seen him eat a lot of those uh, in in his fights. 
Um, but he seems to tighten a lot of things up, you know, doing my research. I see why the UFC signed him in the first place before, you know, uh, before the UFC he had 11 wins by finish, almost all of his wins at that point. I think it was all of his wins at that point have been by finish. And uh, he has big power in his hands. Um, you know, I noticed he's been throwing a lot more kicks, at least uh, in his past past two fights and um, switching stances a lot more, uh, making himself harder to hit. Um, he mainly beat Pedro with his superior conditioning, you know, and Pedro really didn't look good in that fight. He looked like he was very tired right after the first round. Uh, Modesto is going to have a two inch reach advantage. Um, he's very fast for a big guy. Um, his head movement has looked a lot improved. Um, I believe he's a minus 175 favorite right now, which is kind of shocking to me and I'll, I'll get into why, but he's taking on Zach Plaga. He is 35 years old, six, two with a 76 inch reach. He is six and one and one and one in the UFC. Um, you know, his last fight, all he did was hold Jordan right up against the cage and throw little punches and elbows, but he did bust right up doing that. Um, he got the win, but nobody really wants to see that. Uh, this may be a fight where we finally see what Modesto's grappling is like. And, uh, you know, when we did, when we did see, uh, Zach strike, you know, on the tough show and stuff, he had very good boxing through a lot of volume. He showed good footwork. Um, you know, it all really depends on his game plan here. You know, I mean, I, I don't think Modesto, Modesto should be that big of a favorite here. This could be a very close fight in my opinion. Uh, we haven't really seen Zach kind of throw hands at light heavyweight yet. You know, he's just kind of smothered, smothered his opponent up against the cage, but you know, he did dominate that fight. So you can't really take it from him. You know, um, I don't understand what all the one-sidedness is. You know, everybody on Tapology, I believe is going with Modestus. Yeah. 85%. And, uh, yeah, man, it's, um, It's, uh, you know, if you can't tell, I like to kind of poke holes in, in all the shit everybody thinks and try to find my own narrative. And, and you know, I just don't understand that. Because, you know, if Modestus hadn't beat Pedro and this was his first fight back, he would be an underdog here. And uh, no doubt about it. And Pedro didn't look like himself in that fight, you know, honestly either. So I don't understand the heavy lean towards, you know, Bukakis in this direction, you know, in the, in this spot. Um I do want Modestus to win, but if I feel this fight could go either way, I would rather pick the dog and Paga. Um, you know, maybe he'll smother Modestus up against the cage as well and tire him out, or maybe he gets the takedowns. You know, he has a very good cardio. Um, I wouldn't put money on this fight, but uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't I don't understand what all the faith is suddenly on uh, Modestus because before. <laughs> Before, when he was in the UFC, everybody counted him out. He came back and got one win over Tyson Pedro, and Pedro didn't look good in that fight. And now he's he's a you know almost hundred percent favorite. I uh, I'll take the I'll take the shot on on Paga, and I'll probably have him mixed in a big parlay, but uh, not going to get invested in him uh, as far as straight up you know or anything like that. But uh, it'd definitely be a close lot closer fight than everybody's making it out to be. Uh, next up, we got Teresa Bleda taking on Gabriel Fernandez. And uh, uh, Teresa is 21 years old, and she's young. Uh, 21 years old, 5'9", with a 71-inch reach. She is 6-1 and one and 0-1 uh, in the UFC. Uh, so the first thing that jumps off the page at me is she's very tall and long for the weight division, uh, the weight class. And uh, she's going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage. She's also very young. Uh, she's going to be constantly improving. 
Uh, she fights very well in the clinch. Uh, she put up a good fight against uh, Natalia Silva before she got caught with that spinning kick. And uh, show good grappling. You know, she was able to get a takedown or two. Um, she had Silva in a triangle choke at one point until the end of the round. Uh, and uh, Bledsoe had a you know a pretty long amateur career as well, so you know her her record doesn't really indicate all the experience that she has. Um, but yeah, she's a very talented grappler and wrestler. That's that's her bread and butter, and uh, that could that could serve her well in this spot. Um, and she's taking on Gabriel Fernandez. She is twenty nine years old, five six with a sixty seven and a half inch reach. She's eight and two and zero and one in the UFC as well. Uh, she's a tough woman. She has good jujitsu. Um, has some submission wins on her record. Uh, she's a very good striker. That's where she's best. Uh, throws a lot of kicks. And if this fight stays on the feet, it's Fernandez all day. Uh, she's very good. Very good striker. Um, I guess the piece of information we need is is Bleda as good of a grappler as uh, Jazz Davicius was, because Jazz Davicius was able to outgrapple Fernandez and control her the entire fight. And this is another fight I feel could go either way, man. It's kind of a Kind of a similar fight as the one Bledis had, you know, before a tough Brazilian striker. Um, I see why everybody's picking Bleda because you know her grappling is her is her strong suit, and I kind of want to pick Fernandez mostly because everyone is picking Bleda. But <laughs> um, but I'm gonna go with the grappling of Bleda as well, and you know, uh, take Bleda to win by decision. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Fernandez knocks her out or something though. I mean, she is a very good striker, but uh, maybe the safest bet for this fight would be the over one and a half or over two and a half. Um, rather than try to bet this fight straight up. Next up, we got Jimmy Flick taking on Alessandro Costa. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Jimmy Flick is 32 years old. He is 5'7 with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 16 and 6 and 1 and 1 in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Flick has world-class jiu-jitsu. He's got 14 wins by submission on his record. Um, he's never won a fight by KO or TKO. Um, he has lost five fights by, by knockout, though. Um, you know, he came into the UFC and got that flying triangle win over Cody Durden, but he was really getting beat up in that fight before he landed the triangle. Um, and then he decided to retire and, and was out two years and jumped in on short notice and got finished, you know, very, very easily by Charles Johnson. Um, Jimmy's going to have a height and reach advantage in this spot, a uh, three and a half inch reach advantage, but, uh, you know, he's not much of a striker at all. You know, he does get hit a lot. Um, it's hard to go with a guy, you know, I feel is like only good at submissions, but doesn't really have the wrestling to get it to the ground. You know, um, there's not much more I could say about him other than that. Uh, I know he had a lot of hype on him one point supposedly. Um, but I was never really that high on him, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but he's taking on Alessandro Costa. He is. 27 years old, 5'4", with a 67-inch reach. He is 12-3 and and 0-1 and in the UFC. And uh, this guy's pretty talented, man. I'm sure he's going to look even better, you know, after losing his, his fight on short notice to Albazi in his debut. I mean, it's a tough fight, you know, to take on your debut. Um, he has very good submissions, uh, some knockout wins on his record. And I'll keep it pretty short on this one, man. I don't, I don't think Costa should have any trouble keeping this fight on the feet and finishing Jimmy, Jimmy Flick by KO. Um, I'll take him to get the win by KO in round two. Um, if you're taking Jimmy, if you really are confident enough in him, um, I would say take him by sub. Um, that's the only way he could he can win this fight, I believe. Um, I just don't see him being able to get Costa down. So, <laughs> next up we got Pat Sabatini taking on Lucas Almeida. And Pat Sabatini is 32 years old. He's 5'8 with a 70-inch reach. He is 17-4 and 4-1 and four and in the UFC. 
And uh, yeah, Pat's a very good grappler, great jujitsu. Um, in my opinion, the win over Jamal Emmers was you know his best win in his career so far. Um, the other one's uh, really not all that impressive. Uh, Tucker Lutz, we found out, isn't very good at all. TJ Laramie never won a fight in the UFC. Um, and, and Pat got murdered by Damon Jackson his last time out. Um, he was a big favorite in that spot, too. So uh, Pat is really good with like trips and stuff like that. That's how he gets you know most of his takedowns. But uh, he does have a good double leg as well. But um, he will hold guys up against the cage and just you know sit there and, and, and try to trip them up constantly until he gets a takedown if he, if he can't get the double leg. And, uh, you know, that's... I can't say much for a striking man. It's not his best skill. You know, his best, his best skill is his wrestling and, and his, you know, submissions. Um, you know, lots of people are very high on him. I mean, he's a pretty big favorite in this spot, I believe. Um, but yeah, I don't, not so sure. <laughs> uh, he's taken on Lucas Almeida. He is 32 years old, uh, 5'11 with a 71 inch reach. He's going to have a one inch reach advantage. He's 14 and one and one and oh in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, this guy's very underrated, man. Uh, he's very good, an excellent striker with nine wins by knockout on his record, five by submission. Uh, I think all of his wins are by finish. He's very exciting. Um, you know, this guy loses one fight, you know, to a guy that's proven to be pretty good, uh, you know, on the contender series. He lost to Daniel Zellhuber, and uh, everyone's counting him out all of a sudden. Um, but everything that he throws is powerful, man, and he hits very hard. He's very fast with his strikes. Um, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Um, on the feet, he has a clear advantage for sure. He fights well in the clinch, and I, I'm willing to take the uh, take the dog shot on Almeida here. He's a plus 150 underdog. If Jackson can knock Pat Sabatini out, Lucas definitely can, in my opinion. Um, as long as he can uh, get away from the takedowns and uh, keep it on the feet, I think he can. I think he can finish Pat Sabatini. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on that, but y'all know I like my dog shots, so. Next up, we got Christian Leroy Duncan taking on Armin Petrosian. And Duncan is 27 years old. He is 6'2 with a 79-inch reach. He is 8-0 and 1-0 in the UFC. And uh, Duncan is an amazing kickboxer. Tons of finishes on his record. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't lost as a pro, but he did have a very long amateur career, like 23 fights. He was 17-5 uh, and five as an amateur. Um, lots of power, very well-rounded, uses a lot of push kicks and high kicks, um, has a very nice, powerful, like straight, straight left that he hurts guys with. Um, he switches stances a lot, you know, and he will use that to set up his, um, his spin kicks. And, uh, yeah, he seems to have pretty good takedown defense. Um, we haven't seen much of his ground game at a high level yet, but, um, I'm a very aware of this guy, you know, even before the UFC, um, I've been watching him on cage warriors and, and for some time, and uh, he's going to have a crazy eight-inch reach advantage here, uh, which is, you know, I was a little disappointed we didn't get to see more of him in his debut. You know, that fight was stopped, um, you know, because his opponent was was injured, had a knee injury in the fight. Um, but I think Duncan would have won that fight anyway. And uh, you know, this is a very fan-friendly fight. I like both these guys; they're both very skilled strikers. It's 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 going to be a very exciting fight. And uh, he's taken on Armand Petrosian. He is. 32 years old, um, 6'3", with a 71-inch reach, and he is 7-2 and 2-1 and two and one in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, Armin, you know, he has a kickboxing background. He's a great striker. Um, his debut was a, a, a war that he had against Gregory Rodriguez, RoboCop. Um, it's a real tough guy, man, to fight in your debut, and it was a close fight, and he ended up getting the, getting the decision. Um, 
You know, he's got a lot of knockout wins, throws a lot of calf kicks, very fast hands, goes to the body a lot with his punches. Um, he's very explosive. He has pretty good footwork. Um, he can fight well on his back foot. You know, um, if guys are walking him down, that's how he was fighting Rodriguez, and he was able to land some very good shots. Um, you know, but he does fight better whenever he's the one pushing forward, in my opinion, and walking down his opponent. Um, but I think that's true for both of these guys. Um, yeah, this fight is going to take place on the feet, man. And, you know, Armin has struggled with grappling in the past, but I don't think he's going to have to worry about that um, in this fight. So I wouldn't get crazy invested in this fight. Um, you know, they're both great strikers. You know, anything could happen. But uh, I'm leaning towards Duncan to get the win here. Um, I don't think, I don't know if Armin's ever been finished. So I'm going to take Duncan to get the win by a uh, decision. Next up, we got Nicholas Mata taking on Manuel Torres. And Mata is 30 years old. He's 5'9 with a 70.5-inch reach. He's 13-4 and four and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. And uh, this guy's very tough, man. He hits very hard. He had a lot of hype coming into the UFC, and uh, then he got knocked out by Jim Miller, and everybody started kind of counting him out. Um, you know, he got, a, he got the KO um, over uh, Van Camp last time out, but you know, Camp was coming in there with, with his chin just straight up in the air, man. And I don't think Torres will be making those kinds of mistakes. Um, you know, it, Mata has very fast hands, good combinations, good boxing. Um, you know, everyone's going with Torres. I don't understand the one-sidedness of this one either. These guys are both fairly new, you know, and they both like to strike. Anything could happen. Um, this is a risky fight to bet on, but, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know. I think, um, well, I'll get into that in a minute, but... Uh, you know, Mata throws everything into every shot, and I could see him having cardio issues late into the fight if it gets there. Um, you know, but other than that, he looks pretty solid on the feet. Um, he's taking on Manuel Torres. He is 28 years old, 5'10", with a 73-inch reach. He is 13-2 and and 1-0 and in the UFC. And I really like Manuel's style, you know, in his boxing. Um, he had a big KO win in his debut, but, you know, if you look at who he was fighting, you know, you can't say you're super confident because Camacho had been knocked out a lot, you know, so... <laughs> But, uh, you know, Manuel did look amazing in that fight. Um, he's the taller guy here. He's going to have a two-and-a-half-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, I think Torres, you know, has the slicker striking of the two of these guys, and he uses more kicks as well. Um, he fights pretty well in the clinch with the dirty boxing. Um, I think he's definitely the faster one of these two as well. Um, I do worry about his striking defense a bit. You know, he does get hit quite a bit, um, but he's never been knocked out, so, you know, whatever. And uh, he puts out a good amount of volume, and I, I'm going to be going with Manuel here to get the win. Uh, but this is going to be a crazy fight. Anything could happen. So um, I'll take him to get the win by first round KO. Next up, we got Muslim Salikov taking on Nicholas Dalby. Muslim is 39 years old, 5'11 with a 70 inch reach. He is 19 and 3 and 6 and 2 in the UFC. And uh, yeah, this guy's a veteran, man. He's an amazing striker. Um, you know, I thought he might've been on his way out after the way he looked in the, uh, the leech fight, but you know, he came back from that and, you know, he looked amazing against Fialo. Um, he took some damage in the first round and, uh, he was able to come back and use his wrestling, you know, which isn't something he typ typically does, but he was able to use his wrestling and tire Fialo out and then get the finish in the third round. Um, he has 12 wins by knockout, you know, he's getting up there in age. Um, but his cardio did look way better in his last fight, man. You know, he got the knockout in the third round, so. Uh, you know, he still, he, he looked a lot better than he did in the leech fight. Um, he throws great, uh, great kicks to all levels, lots of spinning attacks. Um, 
Like I said, he can wrestle if he needs to, but his bread and butter is a striking. He had over 200 kickboxing matches. Um, the only thing that worries me really about him is he's just getting up there in age, but you know, he doesn't show a lot of losses in his MMA career. So, you know, um, probably been in some wars, but more than often than not, he wins those wars. So, um, he's taking on Nicholas Dalby. He is 38 years old. He's getting up there in age too. Um, five eleven with a 74 and a half inch reach. He's going to have a four and a half inch reach advantage, which is pretty, pretty significant. Um, he's 21, four and one. And, uh, I like Dolby, man, but he just, he hasn't looked good as of late to me. Uh, his last fight, I thought, you know, he lost that fight, but, you know, really neither of those guys in that fight looked good. Um, who was that, Worley Alves that he fought? Yeah, it was Worley Alves. Yeah, neither of those guys really looked all that good, but I thought Worley won that fight. And, uh, you know, I don't think Dolby's going to be able to get Muslim down, and you know, Muslim is way better on the feet. And, uh, you know, Dolby's never been knocked out, so, you know, um, you know, there's always a chance that, that, Dolby could could win the fight if Muslim gasses out and Dolby takes over, you know, in the later two rounds. Um, but I think, you know, Muslim's cardio looked better enough that he'll be able to go out there and 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 win at least the first two rounds, you know. Um, and I'm going to take him to get the win by decision just because Dolby's never been finished. But uh, it could get risky, man. If uh, you know, if it if it makes it. If he look, if he starts slowing down in the middle of the second round, you know Dolby could take over and get a finish, you know, in the third. So be wary of that. But I think Muslims got this. Next up, we got Armand Sarukian taking on Joaquin Silva. And uh, Armand is twenty six years old, five seven, with a seventy two and a half inch reach. He is nineteen and three and six and two in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, we all know what the deal is with this guy. You know, he's an amazing wrestler and grappler with great submissions. Um, his strikings looked a lot better as well. Um, he's got pretty big power in his hands when he uses them. Um, you know, I don't really understand this fight. You know, maybe maybe nobody will fight Armand, so he just took whatever, trying to stay busy. Um, but this guy is way below him, in my opinion. Um, Armand should be fighting top five guys, or probably top ten at least. You know, and uh, he's going to have a three-and-a-half-inch reach advantage, man. And I don't think there's a whole lot I really have to say on this one. But uh, I think everybody's with me on this. But uh, Joaquin Silva is 34 years old, 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He is 12-3 and and 5-3 and in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, this guy lost to Ricky Glenn. He got knocked out by Ricky Glenn very quickly. So that's really all I should have to say. But, uh, you know, and he, he then, then he beat Jesse Ronson, which is not somebody that's done well in the UFC at all. Um, and, and he gets Armand, which makes no sense at all to me. But um, you know, he's very powerful. He's usually in fun fights. He's very exciting to watch. But, uh, you know, I don't think he stands a chance against the wrestling of Armand. You know, and aside from the from a puncher's chance, I don't really see him getting the win here in any way or really having the advantage anywhere. Um, I got to go with Armand to get the win. Uh, I'm going to say by round three submission or maybe second round ground and pound, whichever you want to go with. Next up, we got the main event, man. Uh, Marvin Vittori taking on Jared Cannonier. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Marvin is 29 years old. He's six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He's 19, five and one and nine, four and one in the UFC. And uh, yeah, Marvin's very good, man. He's been around the top of the division for a long time now. Um, he's only lost to the champ and Robert, Robert, uh, Robert Whitaker, I believe. Um, let's look at his record. That way I'm not. See, so. He lost to Robert Whitaker. He lost to Israel Adesanya. 
and he lost Israel Adesanya a long time ago. Oh, and he lost to Antonio Carlos Jr. at the beginning of his career in the UFC. So, uh, yeah, pretty much only the best guys in the division have beat him. And, uh, you know, he's got good striking, uh, pretty good wrestling, you know, when he wants to use it. You know, the only bad thing I can really say is that he doesn't get a lot of finishes. At least he hasn't gotten any in the UFC. Um, and I think he's going to put out the more, the better volume of these two guys. Uh, probably, probably, uh, probably have the better footwork. Um, yeah, I think he's probably better fucking everywhere the fight goes for the most part, but, uh. Uh, he's taking on Jared Cannonier. He's 39 years old, uh, 5'11", with a 77.5-inch reach. So he's going to have a 3.5-inch reach advantage. Um, he's 16-6 and six and 9-6 and six in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Jared Cannonier's really tough, man, but, you know, he has big power. You know, he could always catch Marvin. Um, but uh, I, I think Marvin's better everywhere the fight goes here. Um, I think Marvin's going to land, you know, the volume. I think he's... You know, Jared doesn't throw a lot of kicks, man. He he doesn't put out a lot of volume. Uh, sometimes you know he kind sometimes he kind of beats beats himself, man, because he'll he'll go out there and not throw a lot of volume and kind of wait and like he did when he fought Adesanya, you know, he didn't went out there and just didn't do anything. And uh, it's a pretty easy fight for Adesanya to win, man. And he just just didn't do anything. And you know, I mean, not here's what bothers me about all of this stuff in the middleweight division, man, is that. You know, I really respect Marvin Vittori as a fighter and, and what he's done in the sport. But, you know, I'm tired of seeing the same shit. I don't want to see Vittori versus Adesanya 3 or Cannoneer versus Adesanya 2. Um, I want to see some new stuff in the division, man. And, you know, that's I do want to see Robert Whitaker fight him again. Um, but that's why I was so excited that, like, and I was okay with, you know, them bringing Alex Pereira in and him only winning a few fights and jumping up and fighting Adesanya because... You know, we've been seeing just the same people fighting over and over again at a lot of, you know, the top of these divisions, man. And it's, you know, it gets old, you know. I mean, I don't think anybody really wanted to see Panay versus, you know, Nunes 3, you know, even though they had it scheduled, you know. And I don't know, it's just a whole lot of guys fighting each other over and over again and nobody else is getting a shot, man. So, uh, but I'm taking Marvin Vittori get, to get the win. Um, I, I don't think he's going to finish Jared Cannonier. Um, so I take him to win by decision. And uh, he's got the cardio to go five rounds, and uh, he'll overwhelm Jared with the volume and stuff. But there's always a chance Jared could catch him. But, uh, but yeah, man, that's a uh, that's it as far as my picks go. As far as my bets, um, there was another one I wanted to add, and I forgot about it. Oh yeah, I haven't put it in yet, but I'm thinking about it. Got to write that down. Got to add cost in to some of my parlays. <clears throat> Let me see what. Let me see what he is right now. Yeah, and he's a minus two thirty man. That's a heavy price. Uh, well, I'll mix him into the parlays. I'll add him to my final one real quick before I put this in. Add Almeida. Sorry, I'm doing this, <laughs> making y'all listen to it. Um, Costa. 
All right. So, um, as far as my single plays go, I've got a play on. I I don't have a whole lot of money on on this card, man. Uh, there's a lot of fights that I feel like could go either way, so I don't have a whole lot of money on any of these. Um, I've got a half unit on Ronnie Lawrence at minus one forty five. I've got a quarter unit on uh, Lucas Almeida at plus one fifty five. Um, and I have a, a two man parlay of uh, Sarukian and Duncan, and that's uh, minus one fifteen. I got a half unit on that. Um, and then as far as uh, other parlays, I took Tarzukian uh, and Duncan, and I added Torres and Salikov. That's plus three fifty, and put a whole lot on that. You know, um, just a hundred bucks. And then I've got then I added to that Lawrence and Vittori. That's plus one thousand eleven hundred and eighty four. One thousand one hundred eighty four. And then I added Almeida and Costa. And that's a plus four thousand five hundred and ninety-eight. And then I'll of course have you know like a Hail Mary parlay or whatever, but you guys can go through my picks and figure that out yourself. Um But yeah, man, uh I appreciate everybody. Please like and subscribe, man. Um uh no one won the contest again, so if you guys feel like participating in the contest to try to win a uh an autograph Donald Cerrone, autograph Demetrius Johnson, um autograph Killer Miller Glove. Or an autographed Holly Home. It's just um, the glove is the Killer Miller. The other ones are just pictures that are autographed. Um, if you want to win one of those, um, all you got to do is it's for this card for UFC Vegas seventy five. You pick three winners, and you got to pick the method of victory and what round, and uh, you can only do one decision. So the other two fights have to be uh, submission or knockout, and you have to tell me. Submission or knockout in what round? And I know it's tough, but nobody ever participates. Only a few people do. So uh, whatever, man. So if anybody wins, I'll uh, just comment on this video, man. I'll keep track of it. And um, What else? Uh, up over 250 subscribers. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank all you guys for watching. And uh, hopefully we have a good week this week, man. And uh, that's it for me, man. I'm out of here. Y'all have a good one.